Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hello there, good afternoon, happy Tuesday. It's the Lori and Julia Show, My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Of course, we are back in our studio on University Avenue after spending the last week and a half at the Minnesota State Fair. Holly Roberts, she's hanging around. She's in for Lori today. So here we go. Here we go, people. Well, welcome back, everybody. It felt weird coming into work and walking into work like, mm-hmm. and not getting on a shuttle bus to go to the fair today. There's no place like home, Julia. I know, but Honest that was to goodness. so fun. Yeah. What a fun run. And of course... This was a big year for the Minnesota State Fair. They broke an attendance record with over 2 million visitors. This was um, a big darn deal. First time ever. And last year's record was 1,997,000. 900, whatever that number is. You know the one. A big one. So it was really a big darn deal this year. And so many people I saw out there and you saw and Donnie saw and our new spot out there i've gotten very good at the stop drop and roll because we don't have a way down from our stage to go and say hi to to the people we just greet people through the bars yes and then if we want to get down and talk to the people in the audience i would learn how to roll down and roll up yeah my jeans were so dirty today i washed like eight i I could never wear a pair Uh, two days in a row because they get so dirty you get like streaks on them and stuff and yesterday was lovely out there hung out for a little while afterwards what if what a fun year so and then i heard just a horrible rumor that i'm just gonna pack in my back pocket but it was something about in the future maybe adding um more days oh no you mean that there's a rumor out there julia that the minnesota state fair might expand to possibly a two-week run. Oh, God help me. I didn't go oh. for two weeks. I just said more days. More, well, I mean, I'm just thinking there's already 12 days. Is that not, that's I feel enough, like you can't. How many more days could you add? <laughs> well, Poor any, Donnie's breaking a sweat. Oh, no, We're all breaking I, a sweat. I, I, ourselves off here. I, it was oh. the last shuttle back to the fair, and someone told me that, and I said, really? No. no. Not good timing. 12 <laughs> days. Mwah, perfect. I know it. Yes. Exactly. 10 would be better. <laughs> no, I know. No, I don't know about that. But happy back to school, everybody. Um, I think today's the, the definitive day that both Minneapolis-St. Paul kids are back in school. Colleges, some of them have started. My boys are back. Um, the one thing they did this story on, and it's just, I felt so bad for the people that, I don't know if it was on the Today Show or Good Morning America this morning, and they interviewed a mom and her 10-year-old son. And how are they going to be able to handle it now that school's back in session and he can't pay f- play Fortnite for five hours a day? Oh, dear. Julia, the struggle is real. This was a story, <laughs> and I was so embarrassed for her and for the people and for everybody. And I thought, I would no sooner go on and admit that I am I can't get my kid off this game which is true in so many households and was true for me later in life with my kids and videoing, you know, but to go on national television, 
I just thought, wow. Yeah. But apparently Poor 125 kid. million people signed up that this summer to play that game. It's a billion dollar game, Julia. And this is a game, Fortnite, that you can download for free. And then you, you put in money buying. and you yeah, keep yeah. buying like so many other games. It's huge. I'm, I just am, Wow. These wow. are the ways that we live right now. I know. And I'm sure she's not alone. No, I know she's in not the alone. Struggle. And I just was thinking about it. And so she was telling me the rules. And I thought, you know what? We used to have those rules around TV. Mm-hmm. Like you can't watch TV till your homework's done. Right. Yeah. You can't watch shows, you know, till you did, cleaned your room, did all that. And, and it's just then so funny. get to play. Right. And right. now it's for Fortnite. And now it's for Fortnite. So anyway, I just, I share, I understand it. But at the same time, it's like, oh, no. Poor lady. Oh Poor lady. Well, and she volunteered to talk I about it. I know. Well, she plays it with her son, too. Well, she does. Yeah. Do you play oh. Fortnite, Holly? Do no. you even know what it is? I kind of know what do. it is. Yeah. Yeah. But and I Donnie, don't play it. Donnie, you just still play no, I, I still Luigi a, and Mario. I have a, <laughs> Donnie still plays Pong. I actually have a Wii in a closet. I have one, too. Yeah. I'm ready to... Gosh, remember when out, we had know? to find the Wii? For mm-hmm. one of my kids' birthdays yes. on this show years ago. I do, and you found it at GameStop, I think. In Maplewood. Yeah. <laughs> if I remember and you were correctly. Calling. They was. Hold it for People me. People called. <laughs> I remember when they found the Lego um brown ship for Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh my god. At some Target and the box was open and some some listener called me. They've got it at the Target out here and wherever. <laughs> Look at Julia, you. I'll put it at the front desk for you. I mean seriously. Getting that secret intel. It was yeah. something. It was really something. Okay, so Donnie, do you have a little something to play for us? Uh okay. Yes, I do. Okay. Uh this is Listen this is, carefully. It just, uh, where is it? Oh, right. there it is. Uh-huh. Okay. This is about the uh S L I P P E R S. Mm-hmm. Okay. The ruby slippers. What have you done with them? Give them back to me or I'll... It's too late. There they are, and there they'll stay. It's too late. There's no place like home, indeed. (laughs) After being stolen 13 years ago, one of the four pairs of ruby red slippers worn by Judy Garland in The Wizard of Oz have reportedly been found. That's according to CNN. It's amazing that they were found. The shoes are being housed at the Judy Garland Museum in the actress's hometown of Grand Rapids, Minnesota, when they disappeared in the middle of the night in August of 2005. According to the Star Tribune, the slippers were on loan at the museum when they were stolen. They're valued at around two to three million dollars. It is unknown at the moment who stole the shoes and what will happen to the iconic slipper but details about the recovery are set to be announced at the FBI headquarters on Tuesday afternoon. The FBI did not immediately return people's request for comment. No, they waited we, till 1 o'clock and we played the press conference yes. and they announced nothing. Yes. <laughs> but it was very very anticlimactic, although they did have the slippers on a, a table covered in a tarp and then they lifted Ta-da! it up and then there they are and then that was about it. So yeah. it's like there was a sting done this summer in Florida and in Minneapolis. They've mm-hmm. been looking for these slippers for 13 years. I, we were on the air when this happened. Um, and anywho, we have the slippers but there's an ongoing investigation. Someone was trying to extort money from someone. Um, lots going on but the we don't know exactly who took them if I'm correct. Right? That is correct. No, they yes. have some suspects. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So that will be happening. But that was kind of that was great news this morning. And there's four pairs that were made. They're a size five and a half that Judy Garden Gardland um, wore, and one pair was bought by Steven Spielberg and Leonardo DiCaprio, and it was donated to the American Institute of Film, the new place motion picture place in L.A. Yes. Um, one's at the Smithsonian, 
And two were from private people who bought them. Mm -hmm. And one of the private people who bought them loaned them to the Judy Garland uh, Museum up in Grand Rapids. And he insured them for a million dollars at the time. He has been paid a million dollars from the insurance company. Now the insurance company owns them. Correct. And he has first rights of refusal, but we'll see how much they want to charge him for them to get back. Oh my gosh. This sounds like a very intriguing story and I bet it's more fascinating then we even know. Oh, I'm sure there's more to come. There's more to come. <laughs> was he in on it? On 48 oh, hours. Was the insurance company in on it? Look at all How these. How do we know? Yeah, oh, conspiracy CBD. theory. Oh, Lindsay Lohan in on it? I don't know where that I came from. I don't know. I don't know, Donnie, but when we come back, it's it's an old story that's brand new for the Twin Cities, and we got to talk about Yeah. You don't want to make this work. You just want to make this work. You want me to listen to you, but you don't ever hear my words. You don't want to know all right, everybody, thanks for hanging out with us on this kind of murky day. It's kind of fitting that you have to go back to life and kind of the end of summer back a little bit. Back you know, if it was life. sunny, it would have been harder if it was sunny and everything. So it's kind of works a little bit. We have kinda... no outdoor FOMO today. No, we no. don't. <laughs> no, we don't. All right. So, Donnie, play it. Here we go. Here it is. It is in town. Thanks, Donnie. So, Hamilton, you and I, Holly, we saw it on Friday night with a lot of other media people, and a lot of people are going to be seeing it. It is here. The Broadway play that won 11 Tony Awards is here through October 7th, and it's just... It's our story we can't get enough of because it is so amazing and you have an opportunity to go still. So I just want to give people, it's an old story because it hit Broadway in 2015. Yep. And it's now 2018, but it's in Minneapolis. But there's 38 performances left in the Twin Cities. 2,600. Actually, it's 38 and to- was the total oh, was the number total? of performances. Okay. Yes. So it just started total last number. Wednesday. There's 2,600 seats in the Orpheum. Yeah. Um, 98,000 people will see the show in the Twin Cities area. Wow. Um, so how can you see it if you don't, if you, I don't know that it's completely sold out. I think you can still try to buy tickets, but they're doing a lottery on a daily basis. You have to download the official Hamilton app and then enter the lottery and it'll tell you how to do it. But you can get tickets for just 10 bucks if you win. You get a two days in advance, a day in advance notice if you win. So it's really worth it. I saw some people who had already seen it Friday night on the shuttle to the fair yesterday trying to get more tickets because they just oh my thought gosh. it was so amazing. Yeah, because if you don't win the lottery, I think the tickets that are left for Hamilton might be a little steep. Uh, but, but you don't have to pay for travel to another city to see it, which a lot of people have flown to New York, Chicago, San Francisco. Oh, totally. They've done, made a thing of it. Yes. My friend saw it in Chicago this weekend. So here was, I just thought, I remember reading about um, Lin-Manuel um, Miranda when he he wrote how Hamilton came to be. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope I'm not, you know, boring people out there, but I thought it was still so interesting because so many, it's fresh to so many people here in the Twin Cities. Right. So what happened is he made his way, he had already written the play, um, into the, what's the season? In the Heights. In the Heights. Yeah. He won some Which Tonys for that, that. Here, yeah. yes. And you mm-hmm. saw that, and yeah. I never saw it, but it was good, Donnie. Yes, it was very good. So that was his first Broadway show that he wrote. And then what happened is he was, after that kind of run on Broadway that he did, before it started touring, he went on vacation with his wife at the time. And he was browsing the biography section in a bookstore in New York and um, just picked up a biography called Alexander Hamilton. And that literally... 
was it. He got he started reading it and he got to the part where the hurricane destroys St. Croix, where Hamilton was living at the time. And he writes a poem about carnage and this poem gets him off the island. And he thought, wow, writing your way out of your own circumstances and was just obsessed. Yeah, became obsessed with the book and the book. Um, who wrote the book again? That guy. Um, bu- 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 Ron Chernow's biography Hamilton and it came out in 2008 so he started right away trying to write it he wrote the first song it took him a year to write Alexander Hamilton that you just heard the kind of the middle of and he performed it at the White House in 2009 and Questlove produced the cast album um, the president won't cease to let you know at the time that the White House is where Alexander Hamilton all began. I wanted to take credit where credit yep. was due. Yep. <laughs> it took him another year to write a song that's in the show called My Shot. And um, he said he, you know, would sit and try to write it and write it. And he, he said he started it out kind of as a mixtape, which is how we learned Jesus Christ Superstar started out. And um, Evita, Evita, or Vida Voodoo. Evita. 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 They were both concept albums yep. in the 70s right. and then yeah. they, they became musicals. Yep. Right. And so he wanted um, the lyrics to have density. He was said he was selfish with um, writing this play. He wanted the lyrics to have density that my favorite hip-hop albums had. It was easier to think of it as a hip-hop album, album because he could really pack in the lyrics. So he has, in one song, I think they have, I can't even, 6.3 lyrics per second. I mean, in one of the rap songs. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he said he really got so into it. Um, he used what Jesus Christ Superstar and La Miz used in their show where they had a theme song kind of, Alexander Hamilton, and yep. just kept changing the lyrics mm-hmm. and would reintroduce it at different parts. I see. And he said he thought that was brilliant. Chirinoff, the writer of the book, Alexander Hamilton, became a um, consultant for the show because he really wanted to stick to the facts as much as possible. He felt an enormous responsibility telling this historical story, um, you know, to have it really reflect the truth of the time. Absolutely. Um, what other things did we learn about it? He wrote... Um, he wrote the rap. He just said rap has more density. Um, rap. This play has 20,000 words in two and a half hours, roughly 144 words per minute. So that is amazing, oh, isn't it? Y- having seen the music. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. Platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Cool. On Friday. Mm-hmm. Never have listened to the cast recording. Oh, you never heard no, any? Oh. I had never heard anything. Okay. I went into it completely unknowing. I mean, I, you know, I did know that Alexander Hamilton was shot and killed in a duel. <laughs> what? I did know that oh, fact. Spoiler. Going, in, I, going into the play. <laughs> but there is a density to the lyrics. Over the weekend, I went back and listened to the cast recording because I just wanted to experience the play and let it wash over right. me. And it is so dense that you're like, what did they just say? What happened? What exactly. was going on? And then you 
you go back and it's such a rich experience to listen to it. And I understand why people have downloaded the app oh. to go and see it again for, you know, and if you can see it for $10 and, and appreciate it it's, on the layered levels yep. in which it was created. Yep. Yeah. And he went on to say, Holly, you're right. I mean, because I had downloaded two years ago the album and would sing it with no intention of going to play anytime in the near future because it just wasn't happening for me. Mm-hmm. But I just loved it. And the songs are catchy and I, it's just so good. And he said at the time he didn't, when he decided, you know, I'm going to make it into a play, he didn't know if he wanted to play Aaron Burr or Alexander Hamilton. Oh, interesting. And he said Burr's a, a bit, every bit as smart as Hamilton, and every, but he felt he felt the affinity with Burr, but... um he said that he's gifted. He comes from the same amount of loss as Hamilton, but Hamilton charges forward where he feels Burr was stagnant. Mm-hmm. And you kind of get that feeling in the um, play, but he says Burr has better songs than he does. Ooh, and he says, I stupidly gave Burr the best song because <laughs> Lynn manuel Miranda played Alexander Hamilton on Broadway when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Yes. He, is, he is casted and they're working on it right now and to help... The recovery of Puerto Rico, which is where he's from and his family's from. They're going to be um, having some of the original cast members go back this January of 2019 and have the play be over, do the play in Puerto Rico. Right. Fantastic. Right. Anyway, yeah. it's it's really good. Go, if you have a chance, you guys, it's, it's well worth it. But I would read up a little bit about it ahead of time. Yeah, give yourself some context and, there. And where it depends so you don't have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> okay. Duly noted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we come back, we've got Neil Justin to talk about Fall TV. is the My Talk Now trending report. Interesting day on the World Wide Web. Okay, trending online this afternoon, a couple of serious stories. One would be SCOTUS, as in the Supreme Court of the United States, the Senate confirmation hearings for Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh started today. Also trending, Rahm Emanuel, he announced that he is not going to be seeking re-election as the mayor of Chicago. Also trending this afternoon would be course we mentioned it at the top of the show the ruby slippers the fbi has recovered the missing ruby red slippers that were stolen from the judy garland museum back in 2005 they have some suspects they're still working on the case but they have the slippers also trending today would be beyonce and hashtag bay day she is turning 37 years old today that's what's trending here at my talk forecast is brought to you by the furniture mart we've got uh rain rain the rest of this afternoon and heavy rain tonight 62 for the overnight low gonna eventually uh, clear up tomorrow when we should have partly sunny skies and a high of 71 right now the light rain continues it is 73 at my talk now you know what we know see more at mytalk1071.com sometimes i feel like giving up i'm looking through my phone again feeling anxious Welcome back, everybody. We are delighted to have Neil Justin from the Star Tribune joining us. Hey, Neil. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How about yourself? Oh, not too bad. Good. Where are we catching you today? I'm in the office. Oh, how exotic. How fantastic to be downtown Minneapolis in a big building. Okay, honey, what what should we be getting excited about for fall TV? Well, this is the time of year, traditionally, the networks just 
inundate us with new programming, and most of it is crap. Right. Yay! Um, <laughs> that whole system is uh, really antiquated. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm slogging through, and, and there seem to be maybe a couple of gems in there. Okay. Uh, one that I watched um, that premieres later this month is called New Amsterdam, um, and it's a medical drama on NBC. Like, oh, no, not another medical drama. Right. But it, it may be the closest thing to ER <gasps> we, we've had in a while. It's uh, got that same sort of hectic pace and really good characters, and I can't think of the lead actor's name. I've seen him before, but he kind of reminded me of George Clooney, that kind of casual charm, good-looking guy, and very natural. And I really liked it a lot. I think it's a great pilot, and, uh, you know, I think that could do very well. Uh, so that's one show so far uh, to keep an eye out on. Okay. But, uh, you know, Netflix is really going all out uh, right. in the next couple months. Mm-hmm. Uh, House of Cards comes back without Kevin Spacey. What do you oh. think about that? Well, you know, the show, it's got two problems. One, it's missing its star. Uh, and <laughs> That's two, an issue. Yeah. And two, it's been gone a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I kind of felt there was fatigue on that show uh, even beforehand. So, you know, there might be a curiosity factor mm-hmm. to come back and see how Robin Wright does without Kevin Spacey. But, boy, I, I mean, i got to be honest, even before we all uh, learned uh, uh, what an alleged creep um Kim and Spacey is, uh, I kind of was over that show. but I, I was, too. I lasted you know, three seasons. Yeah, so so let's see. I mean, I, I'm curious, okay. and I'm sure a lot of people will, so they'll probably check out one or two episodes. Um, the star you know, is Christopher Casanaro? Casarino. Of New Amsterdam. Yeah. Of New Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah I, I hadn't heard of him before. I haven't um, either. He looked kind of familiar, but uh, he's hunky, and he's a very good in the series, and, uh, uh, you know, it, it's not touchy-feely like The Good Doctor and right. the other medical series. It's grittier, and like I said, it reminded me a lot of ER. So, okay. Um, uh, I'm pretty high on that. I like that. Uh, you know, other things on Netflix, I just last night watched the first couple episodes of the new Sabrina. Oh, um, yes. With the, with the creepy girl from Bad Men. Kieran uh, and Shipka. Far, yes. Yeah. By far the scariest character on that whole show. Really? Um, she's not quite as scary in this one. I mean, it's certainly not a... Uh, uh, it won't remind you of the uh, Melissa Joan Hart sitcom. It's closer in tone to Buffy. Um, but it's not, like, super, super scary. It's still part of the Archie Comics family, and um, it's a little lighter in tone. But I know people are excited about that. Was it kind of uh, cute? It's kind of cute. Okay, yeah. good. Nice. I mean, it's not cuddly cute. No, but, but it's, all right. It's not creepy cute either. It's, it's somewhere in the middle. All right, um, we can... We like can. I said, close, closer to Buffy in tone than, uh, than the original Sabrina. Um, a lot of great documentaries coming up. Uh, HBO's got a, a big documentary on Jane Fonda, multi-night uh, documentary. Um, and uh, that should be interesting. Um there's some great stuff coming up on PBS, a big, big documentary on the Mayo Clinic coming up in, oh, in late really? September um, that Ken Burns has uh, been working on for the last couple of years, and it's fabulous. It's a great spotlight on a Minnesota institution. So I think that's going to get a lot of attention. Oh, cool. Uh, what so, about, yeah, what, what about have you watched the HBO Barbershop with, um, with LeBron I James? I haven't yet. Did you watch it? I did. What'd you think? I liked it. 
Okay. My girlfriend came over. It's a really fun idea. It has Jon Stewart, um, Snoop Dogg, um, let's see, LeBron James, and they're all just kind of sitting around in a barbershop yipping, and um, it's a different perspective. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. You know, LeBron is obviously very intelligent, despite what the president says. And uh, he, uh, you know, he's definitely trying to make a stand in show business, looking at his career past basketball. And um, so far, so good. The stuff he's, uh, I think he won an Oscar, didn't he? I mean, he was, uh, helped produce a film that I think won an Oscar. About um, Rikers Island? Or what was that one that he did? I can't remember. Uh, I, I, I can't know. remember either. Uh, right, Donnie, well, you, you're kind of the expert. We'll look at that uh, later. I'll, I'll look it up. I'm not uh, sure either. But um, he's, uh, you know, he's a force, uh, I think, to be reckoned with. He's not going anywhere. All right. And, I, um, fun. Uh, I'm glad that you liked that show. Yeah, I, it was I mean, fun. Nice. It, it was fun. All right, so I have another one. So I've been seeing um, Penn uh, Badgley from Gossip Girl around, doing some yeah. rounds, and he's got a new show called You on Lifetime. That premieres yeah. like Sunday night? So, yeah, it's an interesting show. Uh, it starts off like it's going to be sort of a Hallmark Channel rom-com, you know, sweet little drama, uh, bookstore clerk and hot girl meet cute uh, between the shelves. Okay. And then you find out that the guy, uh, Penn, is a creep. Uh, he's a stalker. And uh, it gets really freaky pretty fast and uh i i don't i watched the first episode and i thought oh this is interesting and he's really good and so is she i can't think of her name but um and uh i don't know where it's going to go it's already been renewed for a second season oh really okay um, but he's like a scary like uh horror film stalker uh so, uh, and, and it's told through his perspective. It, he, he's talking directly to the audience. So it's a very different swing um, than we're used to seeing on Lifetime. It's on mm-hmm. the Lifetime channel. Um, and I think people who like to be scared by, you know, realistic situations, uh, because it deals with the tech world, right? And like right. how easy yep. it is to stalk yep. um, once you get into people's computers. And um, so it's definitely for the modern age. Um, and uh, the performances are really good. I, again, I don't know if I want to watch 10 hours of it, <laughs> right. uh, but I certainly was hypnotized by the first hour, and uh, I'm going to watch more of it. All right. Oh. that's a, I just, you know, he made a comment that he listens to um, Prince and Michael Jackson when he's getting into character, and we hadn't seen him since mm. he was Dan on Gossip Girl when, you know, he's recently married and he used to date, you know, the cute little one. Blake Lively. Yes. Is oh, that gonna, we like to connect it to who's done who, who on the yeah. background, you know, doing the backstory on these oh things. Oh, my gosh. I know. Yeah, no, you've done your research. That's uh, impressive that you know his dating history. Thank you, honey. <laughs> Neil, is there anything this fall, new fall TV, that we should just avoid like the plague? Things that you have watched that are stinkers, that are awful, that we should not waste our time even bothering to watch? Well, I think uh, most of the sitcoms that are on network TV today, I mean, I haven't seen anything that really pop. I haven't seen anything that I've said, oh, my God, uh, somebody should get fired for this. But certainly, and I, I mean, I just watched a sitcom called Happy Together with uh, uh, one of Damon Wayans' kids. Uh, and, uh, you know, big-time actor moves in with his accountant. Um, to avoid the <laughs> right. paparazzi. I'm like, really? Right. Really? That, that's a premise for a sitcom? Right. Um, 
you know, a guy, super white guy, moves into a neighborhood with Cedric the Entertainer. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, is that Let's the neighborhood? Begin. Yeah. That doesn't sound um, good. No. So, you know, some of these premises, if you look at the great sitcoms, they're not trying to reinvent the wheel. Uh, they're just simple premises. Guys meet at a bar. Nerds live across from hot girls. You know, very simple uh, stuff. Family lives across from in-laws. Uh, keep it simple, folks. That's um, that's a good thing to say. I mean, because they really do try to stir up a lot of different stories. Boy, they come out with so many pilots. Is that just, they just see what sticks and give it two yeah, whole weeks? Yeah, it's a system that, you know, is, is again, antiquated where you do a, a one-hour pilot or a half-hour pilot, and then they decide whether to invest a whole season in you. Whereas you look at the streaming shows, they commit up front. They said, okay, we like your idea, do 10 episodes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it seems like a better, like a better seems, deal. Yeah, it, it's, it's usually better, and it gives the creator more control. Sometimes you'll see that pilot, that first episode, and it's really great, like New Amsterdam. The rest of it could suck. You're right. You know, so you have to trust your creator and uh, see what they do and, and roll the dice. This system of relying on a, uh, on a pilot doesn't seem to be working all that well. Do you I mean, think they'll change it ahead. over to the other way and just but, be more selective up front? I think they have to give more control to creators. If they can't give more money, then they have to give more control. That's why these folks, I mean, it's a combination of money and control, but when you lose Shonda Rhimes to Netflix, when you lose Ryan Murphy mm-hmm. to Netflix, when you lose Kenya Barris, the creator of, of uh, Blackish, to Netflix, you've got to you got to, you know, step aside and say, maybe we have to redo things. Yeah, sounds like well, it. they're going to have to listen to you, Neil Justin. That's right. I know. I, well, you know, that's, you know, people in general. I, well, <laughs> we're listening to you. Thank you for your time. I, are you uh, liking we have a listener, Insecure? A listener oh, question. Listener question for okay. Neil quickly. Sure. Uh, uh, I know Lori likes the show Lodge 49 on AMC. Any thoughts, Neil? Haven't watched it yet. I, I've heard uh, that it's very different from what AMC has done before, and people seem to like it. Okay. Um, so it, it's on my list, uh, and it just moved up a notch uh, thanks to your one of your eight listeners. So uh, I wow. will. Uh, no, that was yeah. that was. was we're down Good. to seven. We just got Are back from the fair, the and they got no, to see us. So now they're done. All right. Do you watch Insecure? Uh, yes, I love Insecure. I do too. That's yeah, a great show, people. She, yep. She's a game changer. She is I can't so wait to see what she does beyond. Uh, I mean, this is great, but uh, I'm eager to see the imprint she's already leaving and, and going to leave in the next 10 years. She's good. All right, we got to go. Thanks, Neil. Okay. That's Bye, Neil. Neil Justin. Bye. You can read him in the Bye, Star Neil. Tribune and you can follow him on Twitter at Neil Justin. Um, I think it's Neil Justin, Star Tribune, or something like that. When we come back. They've cast a virgin. We must discuss. Dark jeans and your Nikes. Look at you. Never seen that color blue. Just think of the fun things we could do. Cause I like you. Listen for the best. My reputation's never been We can't make any promises now, can we be? But you can make me dream. Is it cool that I said all that? Is it chill that you're in my head? Okay, it's happened. The thing we didn't want to admit, and I'm just going to say something to The Bachelor. Please, Bachelor is listening. 
Because we have to watch this dumb show again in January. Uh, and it's sick that we watch it with dumb people on it. Because I'm just going to tell you, the last guy that they cast as The Bachelor was Ari, which no one cared about. No one had any warm feelings anywhere about this dude. He was horrible. And now we get boring, vanilla, indecisive um, guy who obviously has relationship issues because he's 27 years old and still a virgin, which I'm not, you know, but I mean, he's so boring. He doesn't have anything. He's vanilla. He's milk toast. The fact that the selling point for this guy, Colton Underwood, who is the new bachelor, that he is a, a virgin in his late 20s. That tells everything you need to know that he's boring, Julia. He's he's boring, and I'm not boring. I'm not judging people for when you lose your virginity at all. Do what you do need what to do. you need to do. Right. But he hasn't had relationships. Ah, ding ding. That ding. last even long term. So he's got other issues. He's very mm-hmm. handsome. Yeah. He's so boring and generic <sighs> and blah. Donnie, why don't we Which have one him? Do you want to say? Let's listen to him asking. Is this when he asks? Well, let's listen to Becca talk about him. Becca, first. When yeah, he Becca tells the Becca? Bachelor, because okay. she was he was on her season. All right, here we go. There's a conversation that I do want to have with you because it could be a potential roadblock for us. God, I'm getting nervous. <sighs> um, it's one of those things that it's hard for me to talk about because I haven't talked about it very often, and it's something that I struggle with articulating. And I did only have one serious relationship coming into this, and I haven't had that many girlfriends or that many dates because of sports and because of that um i still am i am a virgin really yeah it was tough you know i'm not even sure to be honest with you my my dad knows because it is something that i haven't you know shared openly to a lot of people there's only a handful of people that know well, well, a million people. Now we know now. Now <laughs> everybody people knows. Know, and everyone knows, and it's a burden to know. Yes, for, but for again, him? well, no, for, the, the fact that the selling point, again, is the fact that he's a virgin, right? Like what you said, Julia, you do what you need to do in your sex life. That's fine. That's totally fine. But now we know this and that we're selling this being that The Bachelor is going to tease the next season. He's 28 years old. Who's going to be? How old is this dude? 27? 27. All yeah. He's played football. My kids played sports and figured out how to have, you know. Sex? Ain't no well, excuse. I don't know. You know, I'm not saying that, <laughs> okay. but I'm just saying there were so many other more interesting men that had more character outside of being a white virgin man with a good six-pack. Mm-hmm. If anyone, 651-641-1071. I want to know if people care or are outraged or think this is a great idea to cast this dude who is so boring. But now the whole angle is Colton's going to lose his virginity at some point. Who is the lady who is going to be deflowering Colton? We don't know that. No, but by, by putting that out there, that is the subtext for this whole season is. is who is he going to have sex with first? Because the idea is to get engaged and then you get married and then theoretically that you have adult relationships once you get engaged and and are married like that's the whole thing right well here's what he said is that um we're talking about colton underwood um being the next bachelor which is going to start in january which means filming will start soon so since we've met this guy he was a contestant on becca the Bachelorette season this summer. She kept him for quite a while. She even had a hometown visit with him, 
And um, he, he talked to Chris Harrison and wanted to know what the expectations were of the, what do they call that place? The lover's suite or what? The fantasy the, suite? Fantasy suite. So wanted to know what the expectations are because, by the way, he's a virgin. He didn't want to tell anyone. Then he tells her she's a virgin and then she feels like that's a burden. And then now he went on Bachelor Paradise and was with this other gal, Tia. Yeah. And decided that they're just friends now. But I, I'm just so bored. So he's making a career out of being yeah. on this show. This is the third time around. Right. Oh, that's right. All right, Donnie, who do we have? Oh, this is Sue. She would love to weigh in. Sue. Hi, Sue. Hey, Julia. Hi, everybody. This is Sue from Chapter 2 Books. Hi. Hi, Sue from Chapter 2 Books. (laughs) What are you thinking? We're good. I am thinking, I am going to say that I think, I don't care in the year 2018, there's all different types of sexuality, et cetera, but there is some kind of issue if this man is still a virgin, I'm saying it right now. Say it. Own it. I am. You know what? Fine, but there's got to be some reason besides I was busy playing football, and whatever the reason is fine, but he put himself out there in public. And I don't, you know, I what? think that's, I don't know what to say. There's, there's got to be underlying... Well, Okay, maybe he has underlying sexuality <laughs> issues. Maybe he doesn't know his sexuality. What? what? Yeah. I'm just throwing some that some out there. I mean, some people aren't interested either, which is fine too. But if they're going to put him out there to be doing all this dating, it's going to be an issue. It, I would mm-hmm. agree with you because it's so. It's such a. It's it's his tagline. Yes. Colton the Virgin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, exactly. And that it's just Colton the Virgin. Issue. Sue, girl. If you are not in a good way. I, yeah. I feel the same way because you th- cause you immediately think, what's wrong with this man? Which is wrong. Exactly. But, but the fact that he continues to pursue the money and the fame <laughs> and everything that he get, is going to get and has been getting with his vir- Virgin moniker, yeah. you know, yeah. it is, I question... Does he even know who he is sexually? Because seriously, because you're busy you're with your athletics? This no, that's what he said. He plays really too much, much maybe sports. a lot of computer computer games too. Where I'm just judging. Oh, We're just being judges. That sounds like and, my son. And, and I, <laughs> oh, I know it. I know. And I was the last American virgin, I always say. I was 21, oh. you know? Yeah. And I always called myself that. But, you know, virginity, everyone gets to lose it when they want. But to be on a national television show and own it like this and be as old as he is feels weird. Yeah. Thank you, honey. Thank you, Sue. Thanks, Sue, from you, Chapter you, 2 Books. You don't think he's playing us all, do you? No. no. He's not that no. smart. He doesn't he's seem not like that, that smart. smart. No, I feel well, like that. it's a unique angle, and then the hosts and the producers are like, this is your angle, this is how you're going to sell yourself on this franchise. Blah. Okay, who, who do we have next to I, I hope to I have the right line. Is this Shannon? This she- is Christy. Oh, Hi, Christy. Christy. Sorry, go ahead, Christy. What are you Hi. thinking about this, honey? Well, I think he's kind of boring, yes. So, but I'm going to watch anyway because it's something to watch and it's, I like to see what ends up happening. But I think I don't think it's a big deal that he's a virgin. I have had boys who played sports and I can completely see in past high school and kind of continue it on in a track where when they're training and they're focused and they don't want the sidetrack of girls right. going on right. until later. So that part I don't think is a big deal. And I actually, I like, it's kind of old to be a virgin, I guess, but I also don't understand, like, once you figure out sex, then big deal. You can learn a lot pretty quickly. 
Well, and you, I'd rather right. have somebody. I'd rather have somebody go out making money, and everybody know they're a virgin, and they're making money on it, than almost every other person out there where they're making money by porn tapes, naked partying. Like, go ahead, make the money on a virgin, so people know there actually are maybe twenty-six-year-old virgins. So you're not weird if you might be one. Okay, right. I'm kind of taking a different angle on yeah, it. I guess he's boring. Okay. I think he's boring. That's but the I don't problem. Have making money on it. Okay, okay thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for waiting, Christy. Christy. But I think you've hit it. He's boring, and I think that's the hard part because even listening to the dialogue in his conversations. He's done playing professional football. Oh, yeah. You know, he's yeah. done with that. And, um, but you're going to watch. Oh, this is horrible news <laughs> for all of us. But I think all of us are going to have to watch it. We'll be back.